Hello, hello. Welcome back to the On My Mind podcast. I'm your host. My name is Ava. Nice to meet you. If you're new here, thanks for joining. If you're not new here, thanks for tuning back. I love you. I'm excited to chat today, have our, you know, one-on-one time, hang out a little bit. I'm currently sitting in pretty much a fully packed up room, which is crazy. If you don't know, I just bought a house and I'm so excited about it. I've been vlogging the entire journey on my YouTube channel if you want to see what's going on. But yeah, I don't move until the like early May-ish. The house is still being built, but right now I'm kind of, even though it's still pretty early, I'm starting to pack up some things, which is so crazy. I, I think my last my last month here will be in this apartment will be April. So that's going to come up really quickly. This year has already flown by. Well, January dragged. January was six months long, but for me, February flew by. I feel like it literally just started. So it's crazy that, oh my gosh, March is in the next few days. So wild. But yeah, it's going to be my last two months in this apartment, which is so crazy. So many memories here. My, I feel like I, I don't know, my adult life really started here in these walls. So many memories, so many things happened. So many things changed, but yeah, I'm moving out soon. So I'm starting to slowly do the moving process. I don't want to save it because I'm trying to look out for future me here and just get the ball rolling a little bit. I don't use, so I have a two bedroom apartment right now and the second bedroom is just used as my office space and I don't really, it's not detrimental. Like I don't need this space, like how I need my bedroom the next two months. This space is kind of, I mean, it's, it's a mess but I don't use it that often other than to sometimes do work, but mostly just to record podcasts right now. And so it's kind of become the moving room. So this, it's just, it's crazy. There's boxes everywhere. I've packed up most of this place, of of this office, which is so crazy to see. The other day, I spent six hours listing clothes on Poshmark, six hours listing and packaging and sending out orders. I can't believe it took me that long. It was a a whole work day of selling clothes. And I love to sell my clothes. I went through my closet and like, I just honestly, I went through this whole apartment because I really want to go into this move, not having things that I don't need, that I don't want. I'm like, the easier I can make this for myself. Great. So let's go through everything now so that the move is a little bit easier. I have a little bit less to take. I got rid of like four trash bags of clothes and everything was pretty much in good condition, great condition, new condition. So I sold it on Poshmark, which I actually really like because I promote it on my Instagram, which means you guys get to wear pieces from me, which is really cool. And I love donate, donating stuff as well, but it's cool knowing like who's getting the pieces that I'm selling. So I did that. It took effing forever. And yeah, I've just been slowly packing up things here and there. I'm not really going to tackle a living space in my bedroom because I feel like that would just be chaos to live in because I'm still going to be in this apartment for two more months. But like I said, it's going to fly. So ugh, it's just wild. We've been selling things. I I'm not good at Facebook Marketplace. Micah, legend. He is trading and bartering and, well, not trading, but like just selling things for me and like helping me do that and facilitating that because I'm like, first of all, I'm not going to meet up with some random. Absolutely not. So thank you to him for doing that. And he's also a little more of a shark when it comes to, mm, I'm not really good at listing, like pricing things that I list. I had this $700 office chair from Crate and Barrel. It's a beautiful chair. It's wood. I bought it purely for the aesthetics. It's not super comfortable. And so I didn't really use it that often, but it's a beautiful piece. It's more like a statement piece, honestly. I had I was going to list it for $100. I had listed it for $100. Um, like on my apartment has their own 
marketplace, which is really nice. You can sell to people within your within your apartment, which is obviously a lot easier and I feel like safer. But he was like, Ava, you bought that for so much more money. What the heck? So he listed it for, I think, like $350. And someone was, I mean, multiple, multiple people were eager to get it. And I was like, I feel like a doofus for trying to sell this for $100. He got $350 for it. And I'm like, that's great. So he's been a shark with that dealing with Facebook marketplace things. There's a few things that we're going to sell from this apartment. For the most part, most of the furniture is going to come with us, but just a few pieces here and there. I'm like, get rid of it. It's not going to match in the new home or I just don't want it. So we've been doing that, starting to get rid of things and it's just starting to feel really real. I'm also starting to feel a little bit antsy because yeah, I just feel like knowing it's coming up. I'm like, wow. But also simultaneously, I'm like, be present, be in this moment because I know I'm going to miss this place and I'm going to miss things about it. I'm going to miss the convenience of living in the city. I'm just going to miss, I mean, this place has a lot of memories for me, so I'm going to miss that. And it's just wild to think that someone else is going to live here and create memories. That feels really illegal, but you know, it's got to happen. So yeah, that's kind of been what's going on in my life right now. It's definitely been a lot figuring out insurance things, home insurance, and all these adulting things that I have no idea what I'm doing. I have amazing guidance from my parents and I'm so grateful for that because I would not know what to do because they don't teach us this in school, which is very frustrating and upsetting because it's like, where am I supposed to find this information out if I didn't have my parents that know know what's going on and know how to help me and eager and able to help me? Like, what would I do? So it's been a big learning process. I feel like I've grown up a lot in the past two months just figuring all this out and yeah, watching like the house get built and signing documents and it's just a lot, but it's crazy. And obviously it's a lot in the best way. I'm very grateful, but yeah, it's just adulting is kind of slaps you in the face, (laughs) but you know, you dream of it. And then the reality of it is like, oh shit, it's not super easy, but you know what? I'll take it. It's worth it for sure. But honestly, it's just been giving me a lot of imposter syndrome because I'm like, it's just a big fat reminder that I don't know what's going on and I don't know how to do a lot of things. But the other side of that is that you can learn how to do things. You can learn things. (sighs) Yeah. The last two months have taken it out of me, especially tax season. Like, I don't know if you guys pay taxes, like if you have jobs, but (laughs) that was humbling. Anyway, I don't want to bore you with all this stuff. No one gives no one gives a shit. And that's fine. I'm currently on another note. I'm currently drinking a matcha. Haven't in so long. I'm wearing white pants and a white shirt right now, which is so bold and so stupid. It's okay. I'm probably going to, you know what? I'm not going to manifest that, but it's so good. Matcha teeters on, there's a fine line between disgusting grass and beautiful magic. It's hard to have an in-between. It's usually one or the other. And I just make it so good. And anytime someone tells me they hate matcha, I'm like, well, I feel like if you had mine, you would like it. But I did have a really bad experience recently where I got it at a shop that I never had gotten a matcha from and I almost spit it out. It was, it was humbling. But also like matcha is supposed to be good for you because of the green tea, there's like benefits to it. I also feel like it makes me a lot less anxious than the caffeine from coffee makes me. And I also feel like matcha's caffeine is more consistent rather than coffee kind of just like spikes it. And then also there's just a heavier drop, but also sometimes I feel like caffeine does nothing for me. So I don't know what that means. Anywho, I just finished White Lotus season one, which you're probably like, Ava, what is going on? That came out so long ago. I do this thing where when shows become really popular, I don't watch them. I wait until the hype has died down because knowing me, and this is something I'm working on, when it comes to television, 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 TV shows, and movies, if something's really popular, I will 
hear other people's opinions, what they thought, and then almost have like this preconceived idea about it and not be able to form my own opinions about it. So I like to wait until I feel like it's just me and my thoughts. So anyway, clearly I put it off for a long time, but Mike and I needed a show to watch, which if you have any recommendations for good shows, we are open to it because right now we're watching the live action Avatar, which has been really good. I really like it. I didn't grow up watching Avatar, but he did. So it's really nostalgic for him, but I'm actually really liking the live action. I feel like if you grew up watching the animated one, I don't know if you'd like it just because obviously there's a few changes, but yeah, we watched White Lotus season one. We're probably gonna watch season two, uh, but we just have not had a long running TV show that we've been able to binge, which is really upsetting because I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> like when we're eating dinner, usually we'll watch a TV show or something. It's just a nice way to unwind at night and something we like to do together. The last time we binged a show was Game of Thrones, and that's the greatest TV show of all time. In my opinion, it's also kind of a fact, but <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's hard to top. We tried to watch House of Dragon, House of Dragons, but didn't really get into it, but maybe we need to give it another shot. Anyway, I feel like White Lotus... No one asked for this review, but I'm going to give it to you. It it felt, uh, kind of felt like edging. <laughs> I feel like nothing really, it was like a buildup kind of. And that, uh, yeah, anyway. Okay. In other news, I've been working on the podcast merch. I want to keep you guys involved just because, I don't know, I actually asked you guys on Instagram. I did a little poll of different colors of shirts slash hoodies that you guys would like. So I had you vote on that. I just want to get you guys involved, obviously. But yeah, that is in the works, so I will keep you updated on that. I want to have podcast merch because I feel like it'd just be fun. First of all, if I saw someone wearing podcast merch in public, I'd probably drop to the floor and scream. I probably won't do that, but I mean, the thought would probably melt me into tears. I It's happened once, and it's actually crazy because I caught it on camera. I was vlogging at the beach. This girl comes up behind me. We make eye contact, and I'm, I'm literally filming this. It's on video. I forget what video it is. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're wearing my merch. And I literally started like crying after because it was just so cool that someone actually was like wearing something that I designed and created. Anyway, I'm really excited to have that for the podcast just because I love our little community, and I worked with an amazing graphic designer to create a really cool design. She, yeah, just killed it. So I'm excited for you guys to see that, but I'll keep you updated with that, I don't really know any more details other than it's probably going to be either a green shirt or a cream shirt with green text or a green shirt with cream text. You guys know the theme of the podcast. It's green and cream, green and white, whatever, kind of variations of that. Possibly a hoodie. Stay on the lookout. But yeah, other than that, I don't really have much else to catch you up on. Anything else you can find in my YouTube vlogs. I've been loving to bring you along all the different things in my life. As always, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Relationships can definitely be challenging. That includes all type of relationships, whether it's with friends, work, your significant other, or anyone, yourself, your relationship with yourself. But it's okay. It's totally normal. Sometimes, most of the time, the best relationships are when both people are putting in the work to make them great. And therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all of your relationships. One of the relationships I'm most proud of is my relationship with Micah. When I first met him, I was in an interesting place in my life and I wasn't expecting to find love, find him. And despite, you know, initial nervousness, I was really excited to explore that relationship. Now we're in an amazing one. And yeah, therapy played a very pivotal role in overcoming challenges and facing my emotions that I was going through. And when you're in a relationship, obviously, 
you can't really hide things. You really just have to face them head on. It's actually pretty crazy because being in that relationship is what motivated me to start therapy again because I had done it back when I was 17, stopped for a few years. And yeah, I just wanted to be the best me for me and also for my relationship because it was something very important to me. And yeah, I I dedicated a lot of effort to improving my confidence and communication skills, ultimately just helping me be the best me, like I said, and being a supportive partner, being a better partner. When you're working on yourself, it positively impacts the people around you. And so that was a big motivation for me. I was like, obviously, I wanted to do things for myself, but I had motivation of wanting to be better for others. And yeah, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's done entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All it takes is a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. So it's very accessible, easy to do, and I think the convenience factor is just obviously huge. I think therapy is one of the best ways to show yourself love. Visit betterhelp.com slash mind today to get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash mind. So let's cut to the chase here. I failed 75 hard. I don't know if I can say I'm exactly shocked, but yes, it is true. I failed. I made it through all of January and then like the first week into February, I flopped. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit. I feel like I've been in a really weird rut and I kind of talked about this in an episode ago or two episodes ago, how I felt like I didn't really have good balance in my life and I was trying to find that. And so if you listen to that, you kind of have an idea of what I've been feeling lately. And I know some of you probably have been feeling like this too, but I just feel like I did too much of one thing and it became not a good thing. So let me backtrack a little bit. I started 75 hard on January 2nd. It was something that Michael wanted to do going into the new year. And I was like, you know what? I'm down. I didn't really have the highest expectations for it, but I also wasn't like, I'm going to fail this because, you know, you don't want to go into something thinking you're going to fail because that's not exactly good either. But I didn't really put too much pressure on it. I was like, okay, if I, d- I can do it, cool. And like I've explained before, it wasn't about just doing it for 75 days and then falling off the face of the earth with these health and wellness habits. The point was to make these habits, create them, and then you know, just make lifestyle changes, but it was just fun to label it, call it something. And so it's kind of just funny looking back because I made a huge deal out of it. I made videos on my YouTube channel about how I was doing it. And now I feel a little bit like an idiot because uh, I didn't do it. And you know what? That's okay. I'm, I'm proud of myself for where I got, but let me break down exactly what happened. So got through January. I was really proud of myself for that. In my episode that I did recently about trying to find balance, I mentioned how I had such a heavy focus on my physical health that I kind of let the things that fill up my cup mentally go to the side. And I don't know, I I felt like my priorities were a little out of order just because there's so much emphasis on doing all these things for my physical being, but not my mental well-being. And so my word for February was balance. Uh which hasn't exactly happened. So I'm looking to incorporate that definitely. I mean, just in life in general. But yeah, it it just so happened that, I mean, you know, these are going to sound like excuses because they are. But in February, we went camping and that's when Micah broke his 75 hard in terms of like alcohol. I didn't drink because I was like, eh, whatever. I don't really feel like it. We didn't eat the best, but I mean, you know, we're camping. It's not up to us what food there was because we weren't the ones ho- like 
whatever. We're camping. What are you going to do? You know, you got to enjoy your life a little bit. And I've said this before, even when we were doing 75 hard, we would give ourselves grace with meals because life is not about restriction. And I think balance obviously is very important. And for something to be sustainable, it has to be realistic for you. And that just wasn't realistic to completely cut out certain things and whatever. So we went camping the first weekend of February. The next weekend we had our friend's wedding. We were both in the wedding party and that was our first friend wedding that we've ever been to. Obviously turned up. So that was the first time I had drank since New Year's Eve. And it was funny in the moment I was like, wow, this is really me breaking this here. I had already kind of fell off the workout wagon because I got super sick for like a week and a half. So I didn't work out. And I don't know, all these things are just kind of happening at the same time. Do these sound like excuses? Yes. But also I'm like, you know, it's not the end of the world. Whatever. You got to listen to your body. I I kind of felt myself getting burnt out with how hard we were going. And you don't want to do something to the point where you get burnt out because it's really hard to return from that. I think if you find a good groove, great. But once you start to overdo it a little bit, that can lead to burnout and burnout is a scary place to be because it's better to incorporate rest when you need it or be a little more gentle with yourself, whatever, than get to the point of burnout and you just feel completely unmotivated. And if you've felt burnt out before, you know how hard it is to come back from that. So when that all happened, we were like, okay, clearly we failed 75 hard because one of the rules was to not drink alcohol, didn't do that, missed workouts because I was sick and Also, I get really bad periods. Again, this sounds like excuses because it is. (laughs) And yeah, I mean, that's what it started to become though. I was like, okay, I failed. Well, I failed. So I could just revert to my natural state, (laughs) which wasn't the point of this whole thing. The point was to make lasting habits. But it was funny. As soon as I quote unquote failed this challenge, I was like, well, whatever. I uh, made all of these excuses for myself and... It just became this vicious cycle of making excuses and then not following through on things and then just digging myself into a deeper hole. And that's also a really scary place to be because it's really hard to dig yourself out of that. And it was funny because even during that, you know, you can't help when you feel guilty about yourself, but I would feel guilty at first. It was like, honestly, nice to have a little break because January, we just went so hard with the health and wellness. And I don't think I incorporated enough balance into my life for it to be sustainable because I felt like I needed such a big break. I definitely had that break because February has been essentially a whole month of break from it. And yeah, I I just got to the point maybe like last week where I thought to myself, oh my gosh, if I do not get back on my routines and get back on things that make me feel good now, it's going to be even harder to do so. The longer you put off something, the harder it is to start. And the hardest part of something is starting. Starting can be really difficult, especially when you're lacking motivation and something I've always said to myself, do not rely on motivation. It's the discipline that'll take you through. My discipline was gone. And so I was like, okay, (laughs) I can still, I, I can keep feeling guilty about myself and just like, I don't know, icky because when I do things that feel good for me, I feel great. Like when I'm working out, when I'm moving my body, when I'm eating good foods, I feel good. It's not about how I look. I don't base things off of how I look because that's toxic for me and that has just led down very bad paths for me and I just wasn't feeling good. The rest was needed. The rest was necessary. That felt good. But then when I just took it to the next level of making excuses every single day as to why I couldn't work out, why I kept, why I was ordering food again and yeah, it just turned into this thing that 
I was just digging myself into a hole. So the last few days has been me digging myself out of it and starting again, which like I said, starting is the hardest part. And the longer you put off something, the more resistance you build towards it. So really you're just shooting yourself in the foot. And I knew this. And the hardest part is when you know these things, you know what to do that'll make you feel good, but you just can't muster up either the energy or the discipline or the motivation, whatever it is to do it. And I was just, I was tired of it. On the bright side, now I can finally work on expanding my palate by trying new wines with First Leaf. I love a good glass of wine, but there's so many options. And honestly, wine is not my expertise. I don't, I don't really know what's going on with it. If it's good, it's good. If it's not like, I just don't know that much. So when it comes to deciding on one, I'm pretty clueless, but with personalized wines and convenient shipping, First Leaf makes it easy to explore new wines from around the world. There's honestly endless of reasons to love First Leaf, but one of my favorites is the tailored box of wines I'm able to get. All I had to do was answer some quick questions about my likes and dislikes, and their team of experts selected a customized assortment of world-class wines based on my preferences. Not only do I love the wines, but I also love the delivery. I'm able to choose the day of my wine delivery, so whether I'm having a dinner party with friends or date night with Micah, I always have wine ready to pour. Also, you guys know I'm trying to be in my hosting era this year, so it's definitely going to be convenient for that. For my first box, I was able to try a Pinot... Uh, I'm going to butcher these names. <laughs> I'm sorry. Pinot Noir? <laughs> Sauvignon Blanc and a rosé. All amazing if I do say so myself. There were three other ones, but those were my favorite. Especially as I'm becoming more of an adult, I'm excited to continue trying different wines and finding out what I like. With options like First Leaf, the timing couldn't be better. Amazing wine delivered right to my door, all priced lower than what I pay at a wine store. Definitely sounds like an ideal situation to me. Plus, if I get a bottle or shipment that I'm not absolutely loving, I don't have to worry because First Leaf has a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So try something new this year with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com mind to sign up and you'll get your first six hand curated bottles for just $44.95. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R stleaf.com slash mind try slash mind definitely check it out if you're of age of course <laughs> it's just funny how much has flip-flopped between january and february because january i was so on my physical shit felt super good in that way mentally did not pour enough into my cup to take care of myself and my mental health this month i mean i don't know other things have been going on i kind of got lost in life a little bit and work and the house and these adulting things but I definitely feel a lot better mentally than I did last month, but physically I don't. And so I want to create a good balance and harmony of all of these things, these different things that I do to take care of myself. And I just know what the recipe, what that is for me. It's moving my body as much as I can once a day. Amazing. Sometimes if I can't get a workout in, then that's okay. But moving my body multiple times a week, that makes me feel strong. It makes me feel confident. It makes me feel accomplished. And when I feel these things, I feel good about myself. When I'm eating good foods, I feel more energized. I don't feel as sluggish. And so I just know what the recipe is. And the thing is, usually we know what feels good for us, but we can't get ourselves to do it. And I don't know what it is. I know for me, sometimes once I get into that hole a little bit, this self-sabotaging part of me wants to dig deeper and dig further. Like, oh, how shitty can we feel about ourselves now? I don't know why I do that. Uh, I got to dive into that in therapy. But yeah, I don't want to feel like that anymore. I came to that realization. So we've gotten back on the wagon. I'm not doing another 75 hard. No, but the habits that I took, what I gathered from that was that I love to move my body. 
It's very important to me. I'm going to make a priority in my life. And also just the habits that I made with food was very big for me. In the month of January, I feel like I got a lot better in the kitchen, which I'm very proud of. And that feels good for me. So getting back into that. And I don't know. I mean, it affects other areas of my life too. It kind of works out perfectly. I ordered out so much in February just because I was feeling lazy and other things. And honestly, when I do the math, I save so much money when I grocery shop versus getting takeout. And takeout, I like it to feel like a luxury because it is. I like it to feel special. And then when you do it all the time, it takes that novelty away from it. I'm also focusing on lately being better with my money and being more aware of what I'm spending. And so it's a win-win. I can save money by grocery shopping and cut down on spending habits with the eating out and, you know, also feel better. So without putting a label on anything, calling it a challenge, 75 hard, 75 soft, whatever, uh, I just, I want to get back into my healthy lifestyle habits, the things that feel good, as cool as it would have been to complete the challenge, have successfully done 75 hard, I'm not going to hate myself for it. What's the point of that? I was actually kind of surprised at how little I was disappointed in myself. I wasn't even that disappointed, honestly. I was like, well, I'm proud of myself for what I did accomplish. And honestly, if this has shown me anything, it's shown me what I need to do to make myself feel good, to feel my best. I have those those tools with me now. You don't have to look at failure as such a bad thing. I think a lot of amazing things can come from failure. You can realize so much about what you want. You realize what you don't want when you fail. I also always believe this is kind of straying away from what I'm talking about here. But in general, with failure, I truly believe that what's meant for you will find you. And so when I experience failure in my life, I try to remember that because the things that I've failed at before... In the moment, they sucked, but in hindsight, I'm like, I'm only where I'm at today because of these failures, because it showed me different things. I learned these different things. I think you learn so much more from failure than you do from success. Obviously, success is amazing. Success is what we all want, but I've learned the most from the things that I've failed at, and I've gathered so many valuable lessons from my failures. You could also look at it as redirection. That's another one of my favorite quotes. Rejection is redirection. Like I said, I truly believe that what's meant for you will find you. And if you really live by that and embody that and feel that, it becomes true for you. And so when you get rejected by a job, when you get rejected by a person, you don't see it as such a final thing in your life. You're like, wow, then that wasn't meant for me. I'm being redirected to something else. For me, with failing this challenge, I learned so much about what works for me, what didn't work for me in terms of habits, the little things I like to do, what workouts work for me what type of workouts are the most sustainable for me, all of these different things that I wouldn't have learned. And so I'm grateful for that. When you're so scared of something and it's at the forefront of your mind, that's what you're going to attract. If you are constantly thinking, I can't fail, I can't fail. That is such a negative frame and way of thinking. Instead of thinking that, because that sends a lot of negative energy out there, I think one of the best things we can do is get used to failure because it's something that will happen in life. We're not always going to be the best at everything. We're not always going to succeed at things and that's okay. When you fail, it doesn't mean that you're not good enough. It doesn't mean that you won't succeed again in the future. It doesn't mean that you're a failure. And I understand that in the moment you could feel like that. But if you lean into that and you keep telling yourself, oh, I failed at this certain thing, so I'm a failure. If you keep saying that to yourself, that's going to become your truth. What you repeat to yourself becomes your truth, whether you realize it or not, whether you want it to or not. And that's why... The way you speak to yourself, the way you speak about yourself matters. 
And I think this holds true whether you're a super big words of affirmation person or not. Let's say, for example, you are presenting a speech in front of a very large crowd. And before you go on stage and present this speech or project, whatever, you're telling yourself, don't mess up, don't mess up, don't forget your lines. That's putting so much negativity into your mind and you're already assuming you're going to fail with that mindset. Instead, try telling yourself, you got this, you're made for this. Different little affirmations like that can completely change the outcome for things for you, the outcome of things for you and the way that you feel. That puts out a lot more positivity and trust in yourself rather than assuming you're going to fail at something. So little things like that, little changes really make a big difference. What we've been doing to kind of get back on track and get back into doing things that we love and what feel good, we did a grocery shop to restock on the foods that we like. Again, we kind of let our fridge get empty because we were ordering out so much. So if it's there, whatever's easy, you're going to do. If it's easy and accessible, then you're already halfway there. Because one thing about me, I'm lazy. So the easiest option is what I'm going to do. So we went grocery shopping so that there was no excuse to, oh, I don't have food. Like, let's just order. No, it's right there. Easy breezy. That was that. Honestly, the biggest thing for me was getting back into the swing of working out. For me, when I'm in a mood or not a mood, when I'm in a groove, I'm in a groove and nothing can stop me. But when I'm out of the groove, same thing. And so it's very hard to get back into things and like I said you build so much resistance the more you wait to start the more excuses build up and I I started to get really creative with my excuses (laughs) so I started off with what was going to be easiest for me and what was the least intimidating I was like okay I'm not going to hop right back into my workout class because I'm not you know feeling the most confident my best and so I started off with a little walk I did an incline walk of like 6.5 at a speed of 3.3 slapped on a YouTube video and I walked for 52 minutes on the treadmill and it felt so good. I got such a good workout in. If you don't walk on an incline on a treadmill, you're probably like, okay, walking, like what does that do? Whatever. I've gotten comments like that that are like, walking is not a workout. I beg your pardon. Some of the most tiring moments I've ever had has been after a heinous treadmill session. Anyway, let's not walk, knock the walking. Movement is movement in whatever way you get it. So I started off with that, which felt really good. And sure enough, as soon as I stepped off that treadmill, I felt great. And I was like, I knew I was going to feel like this. Why did I put it off? You're a clown. (laughs) One of my little life hacks, and I use this in different areas of my life with cleaning or working out. I'm like, I can make time for five minutes. And this is all about getting the ball rolling. I'll set a five minute or 10 minute timer. Sometimes I'll just like do this in my head. I won't actually do this and execute it. But if you need to, then it's actually really helpful But I'll say I'm going to do this task, whether it's, like I said, cleaning or working out for five minutes. Nine times out of ten, you're going to keep going because you already have the ball rolling. And like I said, we can't rely on motivation because that comes and that goes and that's not something that's consistent and that you can rely on. But once you start, you start to feel good. Those endorphins get flowing and you start feeling proud of yourself. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep cleaning. I'm going to keep working out. So that's one of my life hacks, one of my tips. I know a lot of people talk about this to get started with something. And it's kind of funny because you're like tricking yourself, but you also know that you're tricking yourself, but whatever it takes to get it done, okay? And then I finally went back to the studio, the workout studio that I go to, they moved. So another excuse that I had for a bit, they were moving studios because they were relocating and I was like, well, I can't work out because my fitness studio is closed as if there's not a gym in my apartment and streets outside for me to walk on. Like I said, 
I was, I was really deep in the pit of excuses. And sometimes excuses are very valid, but mine were not. I was just in a pit of feeling sorry for myself <laughs> and just not my best. Anyway, I finally went back and it felt so good. One, because the new studio is beautiful. If you're ever here, if you live here, if you're visiting, go to Body Balance. They're located in Almoana. I feel like a lot of people, well, when they visit, stay in Waikiki. So it's really close. Or if you live here, make the drive. If you're not close, they have Pilates Reformers class, Cycling, Legree, Microformer, Megaformer. There's so many different classes to choose from. I love them so much. And I went back and I was like, wow, I didn't realize how much I missed this, how much I missed the sense of community and also the sense of accomplishment. That's a huge thing. And I felt so good after. And so now that the ball is rolling, I'm excited to continue getting back into the groove of things. Honestly, you can't have it all. And that's something that I have to remind myself because we all have lives outside of like self-betterment, self-improvement. And again, life isn't all about that. We're not machines that are just meant to keep working on ourselves and be productive, whatever. Like we're not robots. Life happens. It's meant to be enjoyed. It's not about always self-improving and doing all these things to become the best you, whatever. We might not always have perfect harmony of things, a perfect morning routine and all the time in the world to work out and all the time in the world to make a healthy dinner at night and go grocery shopping. Life gets in the way. That's okay. I'm looking forward to finding a balance of all of these things in my life, the things that make me happy mentally, like hobbies and social time with friends, going out to a nice dinner, having a few drinks with a friend if I want to, and then also be on my health and wellness shit. I think there's a way to, well, this is actually (laughs) kind of backwards to what I was saying. You can't have it all. You can have it all if you're not trying to be like the most strict. And I think 75 hard was so strict which is the point, if you can do it, I commend you because it is really rigid and these guidelines are pretty hard to stay on top of and follow. And so I really applaud you if you've been able to able to com- commit to it and do it and complete it. I was not <laughs> and that's okay. I live to see another day. It's not the end of the world. What I want to focus on in my life is filling up my cup in these different areas of my life personal mental social my relationship my family like there's so many things to do as a human there's so many ways in which we're being pulled the most we can do is our best and your best is going to look different on any given day it's okay if your best yesterday looks different than what your best today is we can give different things based on where we're at and what we're going through and i felt like with 75 hard It was difficult to feel in harmony with myself because there was just, like I said before, such a heavy emphasis on physical health that, yeah, I feel like I I lost attention and I didn't give as much energy and love to different areas of my life that are very important that I give energy and love to. We all have a different balance of things in life and what makes us happy. And so you have to find what that looks like for yourself. I'm still trying to find it. For me personally, and I know it's never going to be perfect, but like I said, it's not about being perfect. It's about doing your best, giving what you can. What I hope you take away from this episode is not letting the fear of failure hold you back from things. I think that's such a powerful quote. I don't know who it's by. Don't let the fear of failure hold you back. Don't let the fear of looking stupid hold you back because in hindsight, none of it's going to matter. Try that new thing. Try the thing you've always been wanting to do. Try for your dream job, try for that job application, try for that dream school, whatever it is. 
one of my favorite little pieces of advice my dad gave to me and my sister growing up was if you don't ask, the answer is always no. And if you don't try, the answer will always be no. You'll never know. If you don't try for your dream job, then you'll just never know. And that's going to be a shitty thing to live with. Even if you fail and you don't get it, at least you know you tried and there's not that feeling of, oh, what if? Because having that feeling of what if is one of the worst things to live with. Something I actually think about a lot is what do I want my life to have looked like when I am an old granny, a grandma, talking to my grandkids, or even on my deathbed, like thinking about my life that I lived. These little things that happen to us, failures and heartbreak, you know, just different things that we go through in life. These things are not going to, they're not going to matter given what we're feeling now in the moment is yes, very valid, but I don't want to have looked back on my life and been disappointed that I didn't try something because I was scared that it wasn't going to work out or didn't go for my dream opportunity because I was too scared of looking stupid or just whatever it is. I want to live a life that I'm proud of, that I feel good about, and that I know was a life worth lived. And yeah, when I'm going through silly little things that we go through in the everyday life, which sometimes even if they are silly little things, it doesn't feel like a silly little thing. Trust me, I get it. I'm not trying to invalidate that, but I'll try to zoom out a little bit and look at the big, big picture. And so hopefully with that mindset, I do feel good about the life that I've lived when I'm a granny. Updates to come. Maybe we'll talk about that in an episode in like 2085. That year doesn't even feel real. Holy shit. I hope that you enjoyed this episode, took something away from it. I inspire you to go after what you want. If it doesn't work out, try again. I'm still a work in progress with this too. Sometimes failure does freak me out. And so... You're not alone if you also feel like that, and it's totally okay. Being scared of that is a natural reaction. It's a natural thing. And yeah, I I think the more that you push past it, the easier it'll get. Thanks for hanging out with me, whether you're in the car right now, driving to school or work, wherever you're going. Maybe you're cleaning your room or your house. Thanks for hanging out. I'm glad to have you here. I will talk to you very soon. And that was everything on my mind.